Good morning, God's people. I want to welcome you to the Second Mount Beulah Baptist Church Life in Christ live stream. I'm delighted that though we're not able to worship the Lord inside of brick and mortar, we are able to connect via live stream and still have a unique worship experience. In times like these, it surely teaches us that if our worship is for real, we ought to worship the Lord from within our spirit. Because according to 1 Corinthians 6, 19, our bodies are the living of the temple of the Holy Ghost. And John 7 and 38 says, Jesus says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And all I'm telling you is that if your worship is for real, this is a good time to worship the Lord from the confines of your home with me. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, Father, we are grateful for this moment, dear God. We thank you, dear God, that we can yet worship and praise you. This is an indication that lets us know that there is absolutely nothing that can stop our praise. No matter what goes on, dear God, no matter what changes come in this life, Lord God, no matter how many of our other aspects of our lives has been affected, one thing that should never be affected is the way we worship you, dear God. Because that comes out of spirit and truth, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, giving us a mind to worship and praise you and to tune in to get a word on today, Lord God. And Father, we just bless your name because you're worthy to be praised, Father God. And Lord, we just thank you, dear God, so much that you've done for us, so much that you're doing right now at this very moment, and so much more that you're going to do for us, Lord God. And we just thank you, Father God. And Father, I pray, dear God, that you bless the, the viewers, dear God, that is tuned in, that's listening uh, to this word on this morning, Father God. Father, I pray, dear God, in the name of Jesus, that your word fall on, fall, fall on dear God, fertile hearts, Father God. And Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you anoint me afresh to preach this word that you have given me, dear God. In the name of Jesus, that it change lives, that it encourage, Lord God, and that it calls sinners unto salvation. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Turn your Bibles, turn your Bibles to the Gospel according to Mark. The Gospel according to Mark, the 11th chapter. The Gospel according to Mark, the 11th chapter, because there is a word from the Lord for today. Amen. There is a right now word from the Lord. And while you are turning to Mark chapter 11, we're going to read verses 1 through 10, but uh, prior, while you're searching for Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 10, I just want to encourage our bereaved families out there with the song. Joy comes in the morning to those who wait. I said joy comes in the morning to those who wait. I said weeping endures a night and joy comes in. 
He's the one that says, be peace, be unto you. He's the one that says, peace, be still. Apostle Paul in his writing encourages us that no matter what state we find ourselves in, to always be content. Because peace does not derive from the conditions of life. Whether you know it or not, there are wealthy folk whose lives are devoid of peace. There are folk whose families have great names, but don't know what it is to have peace. There are people who are saved and sanctified, but yet have not found the secret of peace. What I'm trying to tell you is that peace is not a result from life's conditions. The secret of peace is keeping your mind stayed on Jesus. Because scripture tells us that it's the Lord that will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. And this is what Jesus represented in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He was not only letting those who praise, who praise him upon his entry know that he was the Prince of Peace, but he was also letting his disciples know that I am the Prince of Peace. And there are some things you're going to witness, but in order for you to get through it, amen, you got to keep your mind on me. Jesus was really saying, you're going to witness me getting arrested. You're going to witness me being falsely accused. You're going to witness me being dragged from judgment hall to judgment hall. You're going to be a witness to me being beaten and scorned. You're going to witness me carrying a cross on my shoulder. And you're going to witness me rising and falling carrying that cross. Representing the rising and falling generation. Jesus is telling his disciples, you're going to witness me dying on that old rugged cross. But in order for you to get through it, you got to keep your mind on me. And that's the message for a few of you viewers this morning, amen. In the midst of uncertainty and unrest, in the midst of heartaches and frustrations, in the midst of a sick world, if you want to get through it, glory to God, you've got to keep your mind on Jesus, amen. Because Jesus is the only answer for our viral and infected world, amen. Glory to God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, amen. And thanks we, what we now have the privilege to celebrate this Palm Sunday, amen, and this week is what we now call Holy Week, amen. Our Lord and Savior experienced many ups and downs during this week. And I understand many of you get bit all out of shape when it seems like your life is on a roller coaster. But I want you to consider the roller coaster ride that my Jesus was on during this week, amen. Because even though this week was full of ups and downs for the Lord, he was yet able to fulfill the will of the Father. And it's no matter what goes on in your life, no matter what goes up, what goes down, don't, don't ever allow the conditions of life to cause you not to fulfill the will of the Father. Because I'm here to tell you, the safest place to be is in the will of God. Amen. Yes, Jesus, he had ups and downs 
during this week, amen, that we celebrate as Holy Week. Because on Sunday morning, it was an update for him. He had a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He not only had a large following crowd, but he also had a large crowd preparing his arrival by laying their garments and, light, and laying palm branches in his path while receiving him with great joy. But on Monday, you see everybody have a Monday. Jesus raided the temple by, by whipping the people out. Folk were being dishonest in their dealings. So Jesus says, my house is the house of prayer. But what you're doing, you have made it into a den of thieves. And because of this, the religious folk, they got so upset with Jesus that they were looking for ways to destroy him. It amazes me that when you do right, how people criticize and look for ways, glory to God, to destroy your character, to destroy, try to destroy what you're saying for. And on Tuesday, the religious leaders, they challenged Jesus' authority, attempting to ambush him and create an opportunity for his arrest. But Jesus avoided their traps and pronounced harsh judgments on them. He called them blind guides. He says, your outward appearance looks righteous, but your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Jesus called them snakes, called them son of vipers, and he said, how will you escape the judgment of hell? And the scripture tells us that Tuesday was the day Judas actually negotiated with the Sanhedrin to betray Jesus. On Wednesday, that was a quiet day that Jesus spent with those closest to him. But then here's Thursday. Thursday takes a sad turn, amen. The Last Supper takes place, and in the midst of the Last Supper, Jesus says, one of you are going to betray me. And all 12 disciples began to ask at the same time, Master, is it I? And Jesus said, it is the one who dipped his bread in the bowl with me. And after Judas dipped his bread in the bowl with Jesus, the Bible says that Satan himself entered G Judas. And isn't it strange how some folk can be in the presence of the Lord, but yet allow the devil to get in them? And Jesus didn't cast this devil out of Judas, amen. But rather tell Judas, whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. And it was on this night Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed in agony to God. And the Bible says he prayed so hard in so much that his sweat became drops of blood to the ground. And later that night, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. He was arrested by the Sanhedrin and taken to Caiaphas, the high priest's home, where they began making their case against my Lord. But then Friday morning was the most difficult day of the Holy Week. Friday could not have started off any worse because Friday morning Peter denied my Lord three times. It was Friday morning when Judas was sorrowful and committed suicide. And 
before that third hour, which is about 9 a.m. in the morning, Jesus endured the shame of false accusations. He endured condemnation and mockery. He endured the beatings and the abandonment of his disciples. Amen. And after multiple trials that morning, the same folk that celebrated Jesus' triumphal entry on Sunday, they are the same ones that yell, crucify him. And this is, glory to God, the reason why I tell you, be careful. Don't take what people say to heart. Don't take when they encourage you. Don't take it to heart, amen. Because sometimes it's the same ones, glory to God, that are turning their back on you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And before they laid Jesus away, before they led him away, glory to God, the Bible tells us that soldiers spit on him. He was tormented. They mocked him. They pierced him with a crown of thorns on his head. Amen. They put a cross on his shoulder. And he rides and he falls carrying that cross. Amen. And they put nails in his hand and they nailed him in his feet. And in the sixth hour he hung there. And in the seventh hour the Bible says he hung right there. And in the eighth hour, my Jesus, he hung on that old rugged cross. And the Bible says that out of all of this, he never said a mumbling word, amen. But in that ninth hour, saints, in the ninth hour when Jesus was hanging on that cross, hallelujah. The Bible says, glory to God. The Bible says in that ninth hour, he said, Father, into thine hand. I commit my spirit. And the word lets us know he laid his head in the locks of his shoulder. And Jesus said that it is finished. They pierced him in his side. And after they pierced him in his side, blood ran down the streets of Jerusalem. And I thank my God that he stayed on the cross, amen. Because he died until the earth rumbled in a quake. My Jesus died until the veil of the temple was torn in two. He died until Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob got up from their tombs to watch Jesus die. They laid him in the grave. And when they laid him in the grave, that's what was called Black Friday. Amen. It was Black Friday on that Friday evening because the disciples were scattered his followers were, they felt abandoned, and those who believed in him was now in doubt, amen. And that's why I call it Black Friday, amen. And, but I tell you, thank God it didn't say Black Friday. Because the devil thought that he had my Jesus, amen. The devil thought it was over, amen. And the devil and his demons were celebrating in the pits of hell, amen. And in the midst of that celebration, Jesus banged on hell's door. Amen. And can you hear Jesus saying, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up. Ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. And saying at this point, when he heard the voice of Jesus, saying, is now disturbed, hearing Jesus. And Satan begins to shut the hell party down. And Satan responds, who is this king of glory? And I can hear Jesus saying, the Lord 
strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And I need to let you know it ain't over until the Lord says it's over. Amen. Satan thought it was over, but Jesus proved not only for Satan and the fallen angels, but he proved to the whole world that it's never over until he says it's over. Amen. And Jesus kicks down hell's door. I can imagine if you allow me to use my sanctified imagination. Grab Satan by the neck and ask him a question. Oh death, where is thy sting? And oh grave, where is thy victory? What you meant for evil, God worked it out for my good. Can't you hear Jesus saying, I told you if I be lifted up from this earth, I draw all men unto thee. Amen. And glory to God. And I can hear Jesus telling Satan, you thought you killed me. But my blood was shed for man's redemption. You thought you had a hold on me. But this day you shall know I am he that liveth. And yes, I was dead, but behold, I am alive forevermore. And have the keys of hell as well as death. And people of God, I want to conclude this message this morning. Glory to God in the form of a question. And that question is, why should I put God? And why should you put God above all? Why well, tell you why I should put him above all? Number one, he saved my soul from hell. Number two, he saved me and forgave me of my sins. Number three, he made my life brand new. And number four, he guides me. In all truth, amen. And number five, he always looked beyond my faults and sees my need. And number six, he stayed on that cross, shed his blood for the redemption of my sin. And where would I be if it wasn't for the Lord? And on the third day morning, all I can say is God did it because Jesus rose from the dead with all power not some power but all power in his hand and all I can say is that God did it and if God did it then he's still doing great things now amen and I said a few weeks ago God will not withhold any good thing from you He's already given you his best. He's given you. He couldn't give you anything better than giving his son Jesus Christ for you. So anything else you need, God sure enough will give it to you. Amen. All you have to do is hang in there. Stay faithful to God. And God will see you through. Amen. And I want to take this time, amen, to give you, our viewers, an invitation to discipleship. Because I never take it for granted that our viewers are all saved and sanctified, amen, and have received salvation. And so, if you're looking and tuned in right now, I want to give you the opportunity to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And it's never difficult Receiving salvation, amen. You don't have to do anything, amen. Um, 
You don't have to go through an initiation phase. All you have to do, according to the book of Romans, is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says that you shall be saved. So the Bible says. And I come to find out that the Bible is right. Amen. And I need to let you viewers know that hell wasn't made for you. You really don't have a right to go to hell. Hell was made for Satan and the fallen angels. Wasn't made for you. The Bible says, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You are the whosoever that's who you are. You are the whosoever. If you believe in him, you will have everlasting life. And so if you have yet to give your life to Christ, I want you to repeat this sinner's prayer with me. Father God, Lord, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you for giving me this time, dear God, to ask you to forgive me of my sins, Lord God. Father God, I'm sorry for all that I've done. I'm sorry for all the wrong and all the sin that I've committed. But Lord God, I'm repenting right now. And I'm turning to you, Lord. And I thank you that it's not too late. And Father, I ask that you forgive me of my sins and my trespasses, Lord God. And Father, I ask that you come into my life and make my life brand new because dear God I believe that Jesus is Lord and I know that you raised him from the dead and if I believe that and I confess that Lord God according to your word you tell me that I'm saved and Father I realize that I may not feel any difference but Father Salvation is not about feeling. Salvation is about knowing that I'm saved. And I pray, dear God, that you touch my mind, my heart, my being. Because, Lord, this is a new walk for me. And I'm not sure how to walk a saved life. But if you lead and guide me each and every day, I know I'll make it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to know if you have if you said that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you in the family of God. And let us know, amen. Inbox us, let us know, glory to God, that this is the first time that you said that prayer. Because I want to walk with you on your Christian journey, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now is our time to worship the Lord and our giving. Amen. Yes, we're going to worship the Lord in our giving. And there are four ways that we can worship the Lord in our giving. You can go online to our website at smbb.org. smbb.org. Amen. And click the link 
online giving. A second way you can give, you can text to give by simply dialing 803-590-9821. You can text to give at 803-590-9821. Thirdly, we welcome you to drive through the church today between 12.30 p.m. and 1 p.m. We'll have the treasurer and trustees on site. You don't have to get out your car. You just drive underneath the canopy, canopy in the front of the church. And they'll come out and receive your financial contributions. And fourth and finally, you can mail your contributions to the church at our secured box at 111 Old Belleville Road. St. Matthew, South Carolina, 29135. Amen. We thank you so much for our giving. But at this time, let's give together. I'm going to go online and I'm going to give. Amen.